Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. You know, in a moment, I wanted to uh, open up the lines again on another issue that's uh, arisen. Well, they're pop-up sites for safe injection. And my friend Joe Warmington at The Sun has uh, written a rather interesting piece how these things go by unscathed. The authorities turn a blind eye and whether or not it's justified to do so, uh, we'll talk about that. But, you know, some folks may be concerned in their own neighborhoods. And we always understand that uh, there is such a thing as neighborhoodism and people protecting the value of their property. And I wanted to dwell on that because we do periodically here on the program anyway, when it comes to your home, arguably your biggest asset, people want to know exactly where they stand relative to uh, maybe where they've been and where we're going. In that regard, uh, the Canadian Real Estate Association, uh, Association just came out with their national home sales stats for the month of August. And joining us to discuss, Cam Wolfrey is a sales rep with Royal LePage Signature Realty. Uh, Cam, it's good to have you on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Well, thanks for having me. All right, so these highlights from the CREA housing market stats report for August, usually it comes down to two metrics, I think, sales activity and price. Uh, Would you agree? Yeah, I would tend to agree with you. I'd maybe add months of inventory onto that as well, but those are usually the two that stand out in the headlines. Okay, Uh, well, it says that the sales activity is still running well below levels in most other months going back to early 2014. So there's been a cooling off, obviously. There's been a bit of a cooling off now. We are up year over year, uh, relating that back to uh, 2017. And I would say the real indicator is going to be watching the fall market, uh, which is traditionally a, a higher activity period. Uh, I feel like a lot of people have been waiting for after Labor Day to, to go out and really uh, look for their house. All right. And so uh, what do you anticipate? Obviously, if things heat up, does that also include the prices going up appreciably? It, it could depend, uh, depending on what you're talking about. If you're talking about suburban markets, we expect it to be a lot more balanced. But if you look towards the core, the reason I mentioned months of inventory before is we're sitting below two for a lot of different asset classes, meaning it's still a heavy seller's market. And for quality product, you are going to be looking at uh, multiple offer situations because there's still a ton of demand out there. All right. And uh, notwithstanding, of course, interest rates are uh, starting to crawl back up. The government imposed stress tests as well. Uh, We know over the last year and a bit, they've tended to cool things out. Can you see us kind of coming back to uh, a time where it wouldn't be as overheated as it was in early 2017, I'm guessing. Uh, But there's a comeback in play, would you say? I would say towards the core, it, it definitely does. But, you know, when we do have these interest rate increases looming, uh, it certainly gives people a little bit of pause. So we won't see as many uh, the what-the-heck prices, we'll call them, uh, when it comes to sold data. You'll still have competition, but people will be throwing in numbers that are uh, a lot more logical. Okay, they say the national average price for homes sold in August was just over 475500 That's up 1% from the same month last year. But that's national, so uh, it might also be skewed. Here in Toronto, uh, is there a different picture? Uh, it, and this is kind of a consistent theme to what I've been saying, is towards the core and depending on the type of asset class, if you're looking at condos, uh, there's definitely more of an increase as opposed to what we've seen in freehold. 
And Toronto versus uh, the rest of Ontario certainly draws in more demand. So I would say that uh, over the national average, you're going to see slight increases here. Uh, and then the, the other markets, you're going to be seeing, you know, slightly below that national average. Yeah. And, you know, because a lot of this is national stats uh, in aggregate, the newly listed homes was unchanged between July and August. Uh, but uh, and there were s- supply gains in Vancouver and Montreal, but declines in Winnipeg and the GTA. So uh, what that says to me is there were fewer newly listed homes here in the GTA. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, Year over year, we're actually up in new listings, uh, which is an encouraging sign and working towards a more balanced market. I can't necessarily speak towards uh, BC and uh, Winnipeg, but it does show signs where we've seen, you know, incredible year over year price uh, growth that they're kind of returning returning to a more rational market as well. All right. When you talk about asset class, you just referenced condos. Uh, I think the last time we spoke with Phil Soper, the CEO of Royal LePage, he was talking about condos being the hot commodity right now in the housing department. They are, and that comes down to affordability. Uh, when people, especially younger buyers, are looking at getting into a market such as the GTA, a lot of times condos and townhomes are really the only affordable price point that you can jump in. Now, we've been monitoring the price gap between freehold and condo ownership pretty closely because I do believe that once that closes, it's about $400,000 right now. You start looking at three hundred, two fifty dollars uh, for a homeowner to get rid of those maintenance fees. It may make sense to start jumping back into the detached and the semi-market. So what would then lead to uh, that gap being drawn closer and closer? Well, I think that uh, the sheer demand or, and, you know, when we have the stress test, right away you're knocking out people's affordability. So people who would have been able to uh, afford a detached or a semi are now knocked down to being able to only afford a, a townhouse and a condo. Uh, and the people who are first-time home buyers are already going to be there. So you will see a bit more of a glut of demand, which should help drive the price up relative to those uh, freehold assets. What about the upper end? Uh, anything over a mill or, <clears throat> excuse me, a mill five, maybe two? I would say over two, uh, all of a sudden you start having a drop-off in demand. I wouldn't say that that's necessarily going to reflect a major increase or decrease in prices, uh, but you're not going to be experiencing the same level of bidding wars and price fluctuation as you would be in the, uh, let's say, a million to a million five market. All right. Uh, well, that gives us a snapshot. As I say, periodically, we like to uh, just check out what's going on in the market. As I say, uh, as well, it's one of the biggest uh, assets that anybody's ever going to have in their lifetime, and they want to be... Uh, apprised of where they they stand relative to all of that cam appreciate your uh, points this afternoon thanks for having me on john all right cam wolfrey again sales rep with royal lepage's signature realty on these latest stats for the month of august from the canadian real estate association all right i mentioned neighborhoods and uh, how people do care about uh you know the home's value and it has to do sometimes with what's going on in the hood uh as i pointed out our friend Joe Warmington writing a piece, <laughs> rules don't seem to apply to injection sites. Uh, it's something that's happening in Parkdale. And I get it that there are some folks, you know, who are living on the margins in Parkdale, but others just uh, trying to maintain uh, the value of their property, so on and so forth. But there are pop-up harm reduction sites or a site specifically that he mentions, which uh, is in some way seen as a blight on the neighborhood. Others see it as a manifestation of the Lord's work. And this is something that we should encourage. And right now, the city cops are not shutting them down, should they? 